We are Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to The E-Commerce Leader, the place to be for people who wish to be the best e-commerce leaders they can be. And today we're in the middle of talking about the flywheel business model and how it could scale your business. The flywheel concept, famously articulated by Jim Collins of uh, good to great. And one of the things that he felt that made a company go from being good to being great was to articulate their flywheel. So today we're going to be talking about the the concept of the flywheel as opposed to a business that's more Amazon centric, which is my sort of specialist area. And we're also going to be discussing uh, a slightly different visual metaphor that Jason has come up with, which I think is really, really helpful as well. So as ever, folks, do listen, do take some notes. If you need to find the notes we've already made for you, just go to theecommerceleader.com. And uh, at the end, we'll also explain how you can connect to Jason and Kyle if you want to take more of their coaching. So enjoy the show. Well, walk us through your adaptation of a flywheel for Amazon-centric sellers. What, what, sure. How do you interpret this? Yeah, Amazon-centric, yeah. Still still haven't got rid of the drug from their system. The first thing is, I, I guess I hadn't really articulated clearly enough, but when I think about why I created it, it was in response to really what's the perceived problem. And I asked a bunch of Amazon sellers sort of a, a few months ago and, and doing more than $50,000 a month, a kind of, you know, mid mm-hmm. six figures, what's the biggest problems in your business that stop you scaling? And I suppose for me, the implicit uh, desired goal, goal is growth. So I suppose you've put that as one of the components of your flywheel. I suppose this is all about growth in a cash flow driven world like Amazon. So there are really six components. Uh, the first one is great product development, which is, is not very different to anybody in e-commerce, I guess. Second one is optimizing listings for conversion, which is kind of mechanical, but people overlook it. And I had a six-figure seller, the seven-figure seller, it's probably about $10 million a year at the moment, run rate. And she was asking about PPC. So how do I send traffic? And I looked at the listings, I said, before you send the traffic, I, there are so many obvious wins here that I could help right. you with, with the, the listing. So we're, I'm actually going to go and do some optimization for her. So people overlook that at their peril. It's very simple, but mm-hmm. people don't do it. The third thing is profitable traffic. So on Amazon, you've got to optimize for SEO and then blend in profitable PPC. And obviously mm-hmm. off Amazon, as you said, nine mountains, there's a huge area. The fourth one is cash flow management, which is not as sexy as branding. And people sometimes overlook it, mostly <laughs> overlook it. And things like reducing your cash conversion cycle, you know, getting the right deals with suppliers can absolutely unlock growth the next one however is stock management because if you're terrible at stock management you're either overstocked or Mm -hmm. you're out of stock which happened in 2020 so often then that real puts a real bump in this sort of cash flow flow and that that mini cash flow flywheel so cash into stock stock into cash is absolutely a critical kind of mini flywheel in and of itself and if i had to strip it down to one thing that's the thing i'd be obsessed with because Mm -hmm. i perceive it as the single biggest problem for amazon sellers anyway yeah just as a quick interjection there that's so amazingly important because you hear so many times people who get that little loop going 
but they haven't figured out how to extract net profit for their own livelihood. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. It's quite possible because I articulated some stuff for my own sort of, you know, applying this recently to stuff. And I I looked at the podcast that I got going amazing, FBN, 10K Collective, yeah. in the little circles behind me. And I looked at the podcast flywheel for, and I thought, this is spinning kind of nicely. I've got good mm-hmm. quality guests. I'm attracting people. Therefore, I'm attracting more quality guests. And I thought, the only thing it isn't doing is spinning off enough cash for me. <laughs> so you're absolutely right that it is quite capable, very, very important point you've got to get a flywheel that spits out cash because otherwise you're growing it for the sake of it and and that does happen on amazon a lot that you get people after three four years and they've got to a million dollar run rate and they're going when do i get paid oh hang on never because i've engineered it that way i've made sure my staff get paid and my suppliers get paid and bezos gets paid bezos is always he doesn't need to be getting paid Yeah, so you're absolutely right. And then only really when you've got the cash flow and stock management piece really sorted, cash flow meaning, yeah, it throws off free cash flow, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. profit, (laughs) Mm -hmm. for sure. Then the semi-optional, but I say semi-optional, you could skip this bit, but in reality, most people seem to use it, which is funding of some kind. Mm -hmm. So in order of difficulty and complication, that would be new equity investment by the owner, i.e. you as the business owner and manager, factoring receivables. Factoring Mm -hmm. is a bit of a dirty word, but it's less risk in the debt because it depends on, you know, the, the they take the cash flow as it comes in debt and then equity investment by outside investors which seems like a great solution is actually really complicated on the back end and then you're back to product development again because you've got more money to to fund that you can employ better designers you can spend more money on the prototypes etc and then you go back around i love your model i i you know we're looking at a visual presentation of it just so you know as we do this uh, conversation and and I think the you know Michael that would be great to share some at some point visually and we can put my my flywheel up too as a resource. This is fantastic and I just you, the the evolution of or the rotation of your model around to product centric thinking is so vital in my mind because here's a very frequent scenario: new e-commerce seller launches a product. It does okay, but not great. They make sales, but they don't make any money. But in the course of launching that product, they discover an audience and they learn how to serve that audience even better. And their second evolution around or rotation around your flywheel, where they go back to a new product development, they are so much more, we call it deadly if you want to, in terms of their execution skills. They just have laser being focused in on uh, better opportunities than then they started with because they know so much more about the ideal customer what they want, what they need, what alternatives exist, on and on. And that, <clears throat> that rotation around the, uh, your, you know, your model there, I think what we see over and over again is that e-commerce sellers who are successful learn with every go-round that model. It, you know, every rotation around mm-hmm. your, your cycle, they come back with like, boom, more dialed-in product, boom, better cash flow product, boom, better, you know, frequency of sales, rotate, you know, velocity of sales product on and on and on. And of course, if you do all of that with a niche centric specific customer in, mo- customer in mind, where you're serving one community of sellers with every go round of your new product, ideally you get better and better at it. Mm. And uh, that's how you build, of course, a, a massive uh, growing operation is mm. by, you know, attracting because you've got, ideally you've got the customer. Yeah, and and if you do it off of Amazon, you do it on your own Shopify site, and you start with let's just say your first evolution of the product of your first product, you've got a thousand customers. Yeah, and then once your second product comes out, you've got a thousand customers you can 
send it to that product and you don't have to pay for those customers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your that's cost really for the acquisition for those customers is zero. Yeah. This is when the Shopify or, you know, your own direct to consumer site in the end, mm -hmm. building your own audience, wherever you sell them, but having access to people just for product dev yeah. development is, is critical. You're right. And, and in right. the way my flywheels kind of, it's like all flywheels. It's a great simplification. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the issues you have in the Amazon world is it's great cash flow conversion mechanism, which is really powerful, but the customer, mm -hmm. you know, customer interaction and therefore the product development with the yeah. customer yeah. is really difficult. But the ones that, that I know, do it anyway and often because in truth there's they don't have a pure amazon based business they have amazon and their own shopify store yeah. they have off amazon marketing pieces etc so yeah. the the main thing i would say about what you said though just this really reiterating what jim collins says let us not miss this folks if you're listening uh, it feels like pushing a giant heavy flywheel this is not a quick win right it, then you get one with great effort you get the flywheel yeah. to inch forward with persistent effort you get it to complete one turn mm -hmm. you keep pushing it goes over two four eight it takes time to get momentum you, and it's okay, so wait. important to say this i'm being the tom or handy or landy whatever his name is now i'm like tom landry yeah. it's gonna it's gonna take some effort dude so don't expect this to be a quick win that's all i'm saying I'm a visual thinker. So do you remember the very opening scene of Conan the Barbarian? I, I do not. Movie? Fortunately, I don't. So I think it might scar me. No, I don't, I don't recall it. Well, okay. So the first sequence in Conan the Barbarian is he, his village gets raided and all his people get killed, except he gets taken in to be a slave. And they put him on a big, giant, like grinding mill for maize or whatever. It's like this ginormous machine. And he has to push, like, you know, push it. And, and he's like nine years old. And then it fast forwards and he's like 20 years old and he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, he's like this huge, massive Hulk of a guy. And it was because he was pushing on this grinding mill, kind of the similar idea of this first rotation is impossible. But after you do it for a few years, you develop the muscle. And, uh, and I think that's a good visual metaphor. Yeah. I like it. Now, talking about visual metaphors, moving on swiftly from Arnie, uh, yeah. who I'm kind of a big fan of, by the way. I'm a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's a, he's a much deeper character than you'd think. In he is, yeah. But um, kind of the barbarian <laughs> is, is one kind of reference point. But let's reference, you know, ancient fossils and the Nautilus, mm. as I understand it. So tell, tell us about this visual metaphor you've got. Well, yeah. The, well, the visual metaphor of the flywheel is fine and but, you know, when I think about it, the problem with the visual metaphor of the flywheel is Jim Collins doesn't really have a model that factors in a dynamic growth. Like you could visually think about a flywheel being small. And as the big business gets bigger, the, the flywheel gets bigger and bigger. But that's not really an effective visual. I think a Fibonacci um, sequence is smarter where a Fibonacci sequence, if you've ever seen that metaphor, it's like how the seashell grows and, you know, there's a whole bunch of plants. It's, it's in nature everywhere. It's kind of amazing when you look into that whole thing. But the idea is that it starts small and these numbers like one and one equals two, you know, one and two equals three, two and three equals five. And it develops this spiral that grows exponentially larger and larger and larger. That sequence of like a seashell growth visual, I think like a flywheel starts with your business very, very small. As you get bigger, of course, it, you know, it scales with you. And I think that's sort of the visual metaphor that I think is more interesting. It's more like a Fibonacci flywheel. Ooh, maybe we should call it that. The Fibonacci flywheel for e-commerce. 
Yeah, you could. I, I would call it, yeah, it sounds quite sexy, actually. I would call it a nautilus because that's the ancient mm-hmm. sort of shells that, that grew, mm-hmm. you know, millions of, hundreds of millions of years ago. But yeah, it's the Fibonacci flywheel does sound pretty cool. There you go. You, there you go. Well, you get the copyright on that one, I think. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, that's, yeah. yeah, very cool. I, I love what you're saying because what it implies is it kind of takes account of the, the dynamic nature, as it say. It's a mm-hmm. bit more like you know as you say pushing a flywheel that gets gradually gradually bit bigger but it changes shape as well yeah. as you go there's lots of deep things but yeah exponential growth broadly or compound growth is the other word that that jim college used mm-hmm. as I, I i spoke his words at the beginning of the show and i think it's easy to underestimate that i, mm-hmm. I think that yeah. compound everything is really good or really bad as long as it's in your favor it's really really good right yeah. um, well and i think yeah it's really powerful that i love this concept. Let's uh, let's bring this conversation home to roost here for those who are listening. And how do we have this apply specifically? Any thoughts or ideas for personal implementation? Yeah. So I guess one of the first things to do really is is you got two choices. You can either uh, steal or, or you know or analyze somebody else's flywheel and mm-hmm. or capture your own. And I would suggest both, both well, either or, but both and, which is one of uh, Jim Collins's other great concepts. So he's got a list. I, I'm just going to quickly go through. It's in the flywheel. I think it's just called Flywheel, a monograph by Jim mm-hmm. Collins. So definitely worth buying because it's a really short very powerful book incredible book the steps are first of all you create a list of significant replicatable successes or replicable successes and uh, you know analyze new initiatives and offerings new products that have really gone better than you thought they would and then a list of failures and disappointments which is less fun mm-hmm. and uh, i know americans don't like dwelling on failure uh, brits will be more comfortable with that piece but either which way stuff that really underperformed and then compare the two and ask how do these successes and disappointments tell us about the possible components of the flywheel mm-hmm. and then using the components a sketch the flywheel out where does it start what follows next and you've got to be able to explain why each component follows the previous one step five if you've got more than six components you're making it complicated try and consolidate and simplify Oops. step six st- <laughs> test the flywheel against your list of successes and disappointments does your empirical experience validate it tweak it until you can explain your big successes as, as arriving from a flywheel and your su- disappointments as failures to execute or failures to stick to or adhere to the mm-hmm. flywheel and then the seventh one is a whole different concept. Test the flywheel against the three circles of your hedgehog concept, which is what you're deeply passionate about, what you can be the best in the world at, and what drives your economic or resource engine. That's good. So there's, it's a good list. And that's the more complicated version. The simpler version is go to Jason and and Kyle or, or me once I've developed this into a program and, and use an existing insight, an mm-hmm. existing framework. I think either can work. It just depends yeah. on how much you like reinventing the wheel, really. Yeah. Well, I love this. This has been a fantastic conversation. The e-commerce flywheel concepts, um, I think, are a wonderful thing for all of us as online sellers to think through and really adapt to our own business specifically and ask the question, you know, how does this relate? How do I strengthen the components of my business and take things from maybe it's a one or two or three on a scale to eight, nine, ten for every part of the business. And so I think that's fantastic thinking. So, Michael, thank you as always for wonderful conversation and i would also point out that the e-commerce power book as you referenced that it it references the components you've just Mm -hmm. talked about and that is very much a big picture book right unlike you know the nine months of traffic which is moderately big picture the traffic piece and then all the very specific platform centric things you've done say you know instagram power etc that's going to be a great great thing to to read to understand more of your thinking about this stuff and then of course if people want to get in touch for coaching you've already referenced that a couple of times sort of it's based around this flywheel concept how do people uh, get in touch about that yeah winning on shopify.com is our website and then there's a coaching tab happy to have people visit for that for sure 
Great. Yeah. Love yeah. it. All right, my man. Well, wonderful conversation as always. Thank you so much. And uh, for those of you who are watching live with us, thank you for your participation. And it's always an honor to be able to serve y'all with uh, content like this. So check us out next Sunday morning for another live presentation and we'll go from there. So see you, buddy. Take care. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England and Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.